What is good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Wrestling Takeover. How y'all doing out there, man? It's been a minute, but I'm back. And I waited until today, sadly, to get a podcast up to you guys. Um, Stuff like what happened yesterday is a terrible situation for all parties involved. Um, Today, I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to do my job. Um, I am going to talk about all of the news. There's a lot of news. Um, that I'm going to get to. I'm going to highlight it with the WWE releases, the WWE cuts. I'm also going to talk about SmackDown returning to the USA Network in October of 2024 as part of a five-year deal. I got a lot to say about that, the future of Monday Night Raw and the future of NXT, along with other uh, news going on that happened this week in the world of pro wrestling. It's going to be a long, extensive in-depth, unbiased, unfiltered podcast with a lot of truth behind my opinions. So um, tap in to the podcast, tap into the Wrestling Takeover. If you enjoy what you hear, spread the word of the Wrestling Takeover podcast. I'd appreciate it. Um, And welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. If you're on your way to work, if you're on your way to the gym, I'm actually about to hit the gym as soon as I'm done with this podcast. So um, let's get right into it, man. The WWE releases. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb right now and tell you, I don't want anybody to lose their jobs. I don't want no one to lose their jobs. Um, I know I see a lot of people in the wrestling community already talking about this person going to AEW or this person would be perfect in impact you know, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, I'm not doing that today. I'm not doing that at all. I'm not fantasy booking. I'm not doing none of that. Um, I was going to talk about their highs and lows in the company, um, but I'm just going to give you guys just my internal opinions on the releases, uh, each and every person's release, and I'm going to... I'm going to talk about what's best for them. That's my computer. Sorry about that. What's best for them um, as individuals if they want to remain in the wrestling business, they want to venture out and do something else. Um, And we're going to we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it because this is what I do. Um, You know, I'm into the controversy. I'm into giving you guys just real opinions. So, um, this sucks, but I got a job to do. So let's get it. WWE releases. I have the full list as of now, as of Friday, 
September 22nd, 2023. This is the full list of people that got released from WWE. So we're going to start with Mustafa Ali. He got released. Dabakute, Top Dalla, Lucen Lion, Dana Brooke, Elias, Aliyah, Shanky, Rick Moss, Emma, Rick Boogs, Mace, Mansoor. A lot of people were upset about this release. Dolph Ziggler. I got a lot to say about Dolph Ziggler. Shelton Benjamin sadly got released. Uh, Quincy Elliott. Um, there's news on Quincy Elliott. I'll get to um, some performance center LVL up people uh, that got released. Bryson Mansour, Kevin Quartz, uh, Daniel McArthur, and then Alex Gray. All of these individuals um, sadly got released um, yesterday. It's just, it's a sticky situation. It's a sticky situation and it really sucks. Because I don't want anybody to lose their jobs. Um, nobody should be losing their jobs. No matter if you're a fan of these people. If you're not a fan of these people. At the end of the day. Nobody should be wanting to lose their job. And nobody should be cheering for these people to lose their jobs. I've seen people on social media again. Going crazy. Fantasy booking and stuff like that. I feel like people really shouldn't be doing that. Um, that's not very uh, wise of you guys. And that's not very professional. You guys know who you are. I'm not talking to my fans. I'm talking about those people that really just love to, oh, this person's going here, this person's going here, this person's going here. Um, at the end of the day, it's just a sicky situation. So um, that's that. Let's get into um, my thoughts on each uh, superstar that got released. Now, half of these people I do know, half of them I don't know. We're going to start with someone that I do know, Mustafa Ali. Just I'm going to give you guys a quick synopsis and that's it. I'm not going to go in depth and bore y'all to death because I got other things I want to talk about. Um, not saying the releases are not important, but you guys know what I'm trying to say. So Mustafa Ali. This guy, um, come to find out he actually grant he actually wanted to he actually wanted to get released. So I mean, I don't blame the dude because I feel like WWE has screwed him up so many times. I know that he wanted to do this patriotic uh, character on the main roster and WWE passed on him on that. And then he brought it to NXT and it was getting over. At the same time, I feel like he felt, I mean, he doesn't need to tell me. I could just see it, you know, through his eyes and through my eyes with what I'm watching. Um you know, watching NXT. He didn't really like being down in NXT. It feels like he thought that it was a, a downgrade, right? Feels like it was a downgrade for him. And in reality, it was a downgrade, right? Because it's not the black and gold NXT anymore. This is the developmental, as people are saying. But now Nick Khan wants to say, we're trying to make it a third brand. It's funny he said that because Triple H, this entire time, was trying to make NXT a third brand. So it's pretty interesting. Um, but Mustafa Ali, man, I think he's going to find great success. Um, and wherever he goes, if it's impact wrestling, um, AEW, 
I know a lot of people are going to be wanting some of these men and women to go to AEW, but the fact is, and this is the truth, a lot of people in AEW, they got to blow the roster. Tony Khan has a bloated roster. He's already rumored to be signing two specific people, Adam Copeland, Edge, and Mercedes Monet, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, real soon. So I don't know who else he's thinking of signing out of these names um, that got released, but the two names that I'm looking at immediately out of the gate or Dolph Ziggler, his brother Nemeth is there, so that makes sense. Maybe a Mustafa Ali. Um, but I think, you know, wherever he goes, I'm going to support him. I'm going to support him. I'm, I'm not fantasy booking like his, you know, where he should go. I'm just coming up with some scenarios um, where I think, you know, he would kind of like fit perfectly. You know what I mean? And I, I think he would fit perfectly and impact in the X division because um, Impact Wrestling has always, for many years, has had an outstanding X division. And I think he'll thrive in that. But he's going to do what he wants, and I'm going to support him no matter what. Um, I did see a tweet specifically. Um, I'm going to read this from Matt Cardona. If I could find it real quick. Hold on one second, you guys. Um, if you guys hear that, I'm so sorry. That's my computer. Um, I get emails from my phone, and it goes through um, my computer. So I apologize on that one. Let me find it real quick, guys, because it should be here. And his tweet was very uh, commanding, very simple, very delicate. Nothing. He's not attacking nobody. He's just giving his expertise on uh, what's going on in the, uh, the pro wrestling world. So let me find it really quick here. It's somewhere in here. Hold on one second. It should be here. Um, all right, here we go. I'm sorry. He said on Twitter, to those who were just released, this can be the end of your career or it can be the beginning. Look for yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and decide. I promise you the work and the money is out there. It's not easy. It's a grind, it's a hustle, it's frustrating, but it also can be incredibly rewarding in more ways than one. If you work your fucking ass off, you'll get what you put in. I hope to see a lot of you down the road. Just an incredible tweet, an incredible tweet. I have to retweet that. Just incredible, my Matt Cardona there. Um, so, I mean, I'm just going to kind of say what he said there. Kind of sprinkle a little bit more there. Um, to all the men and women that got released, um, you know, go out, you know, um, try to figure out your next move. Try to figure out your next move. Um, I want every single one of these men and women to succeed. I want every single one of them. And um, again, it just sucks when they're losing their jobs because this is their livelihood. This is you know, WWE is to them, you know, the dream, the number one goal, um, like it is for me, you know, um, but people come and go. People always don't last forever. There's been many people that were been tenured in WWE that ultimately got released um, years ago and they will continue to. It's just part of the game. It's part of the uh, the business strategy. Um, so 
Mustafa Ali, I think, will find footing wherever he goes. If it's New Japan, if it's AEW, if it's Impact Wrestling, he will find wherever he goes, and he will be just fine. He will be just fine. Daba Kato. This guy was an on and off project. Um, this guy was with Apollo Crews. Um, I haven't seen people on Twitter. Oh my God, I'm surprised Apollo Crews didn't get released. That's what I'm talking about. Like, don't do that. And I don't know if he got released or not. Like previously, I have no idea because I haven't seen the guy on television. I hope he didn't. But don't do that. That's what I'm talking about. A lot of fans. You know, they play around with this type of shit. And this is nothing to play around with. These are people's livelihoods. These are people's dreams. And it's getting taken away from them. And they have no control over that. But Dabakato on and off with Apollo Crews. I love that he was with Apollo Crews. With the um, Nigerian, uh, you know, gimmick that he had. The character. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Could have it went further possibly but at the end of the day i think it did have a short self-life so it sucks man but hopefully he finds his fitting um wherever he goes all right so we're gonna talk about top dollar top dollar um one of the uh, hit row members he's the only current hit row member that has gotten released um i mean Top Dollar is a great athlete, you know, great athlete. He played NFL. Um, he's a musician. He's a rapper. You feel me? Um, and he's pretty good at it. He's pretty good at it. So um, I think he'll be just fine. Um, I know he's a big sports dude as well, too, just like I am. Um, maybe he can commentate on college game day one day um, with Pat McAfee and Kirk Herbstreet. In the crew, um, I watch that every single Saturday morning at 6 a.m. I'll be doing that tomorrow. I can't wait. We got a lot of games, a lot of high-profile games for the Pac-12 tomorrow, um, especially with my Ducks and, you know, Colorado. I got to look out for that one. I can't wait for that. But, um, yeah, top dollar. Listen, man, he didn't really do a lot. He didn't really have that look as a singles competitor. He did not. He was a big dude, but I feel like WWE is kind of moving away from the big men. And I'm talking about the people like our top dollar, the great colleagues, the um, the Undertaker's type of height. You know, they kind of want to look at the big man like a, a Roman Reigns, those type of big men, but that are very agile in the ring. Braun Breaker, those type of dudes. Um, but top dollar didn't fit. He didn't fit. He didn't really grasp the pro wrestling business. From an in-ring standpoint, from a character standpoint, from a uh, promo standpoint, he had that. It's just that he didn't get it all together from an in-ring standpoint. You can have a character. You can have a great promo skill. But at the end of the day, when that motherfucking bell rings, nigga, you got to be on it. Simple. He just wasn't on it. It's just how it is. It's the truth. Um, so I hope the best for him. All these people, majority of them, will fall um, back on their feet. So, let's get to Looseland Lion. Um, this is an enhancement talent. Don't really know of him. So I can't really say much besides hopefully he falls back on his feet with Impact and New Japan, all this other stuff. 
because there's a lot of, I want people to understand this too. Please understand. This is a great time to be not only a professional wrestling fan, but a pro wrestler in this game. Because not only do you have the two headed juggernauts in WWE and AEW, but you got AEW with Ring of Honor. You have Impact Wrestling coming up the ranks. You got New Japan Pro Wrestling. You got AAA. You got MLW. You got NWA. You have a lot of things. Um, CCW, right? You got a lot of places. CMLL. At the end of the day, you have a lot of places that you can make a lot of money in. Matt Cardona said it best. There's a lot of wrestling out there. And you can make a lot of money by working for yourself. I wonder who's going to take the Cody Rhodes route. I wonder who's going to take the Drew McIntyre route. I wonder who's going to take the Bobby Lashley um, path. Who's going to take the Matt Cardona path. We're going to see what happens. This should be interesting. Um, So that's my thoughts there um, regarding... Loose and lion, I think he'll be just fine. He'll uh, get back on his feet. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Again, I want to keep it short and sweet um, with these names here. But Dana Brooke. <sighs> what a uh, missed opportunity up to that potential. Injuries played a part, yes. But at the same time, I don't know what it was. I'm not you know, going to attack her. Specifically, but I will say this because I'm honest. I've seen enough of her. She wasn't really getting better as quickly as we all thought she would. WWE really had big plans for Dana Brooke. I mean, it was to a point where she was partnering up with Charlotte Flair. That's a big deal. It's a big deal in the pro wrestling game. So um, the injuries did play a part, but sadly, she wasn't grasping it as quickly as people thought she would. And um, at the end of the day, after, you know, it's fucked up too, but I got to bring it up. I got to bring it up because I'm in the weeds, as Vince would say. I'm in the weeds in the community. I see what people say. I see it every day. Before work, after work. It is what it is. People were calling for Dana Brooke to be released a long time ago. Every time there would be releases, is Dana Brooke going to get released? Is Dana Brooke going to get released? Is this person going to get released? It was to a point where people were making fun of Dana Brooke. Um, and I remember an instant on main event where she really got hurt. Um, she broke her nose and people thought it was fake. People thought it was fake. And uh, Dana had to come out and say, nah, that it was, it, it was real and y'all are bullies. You know what I mean? Um, be kind, y'all. Really be kind. These people just lost their jobs. You know, you can be in the moment, you could be a fan and make fun of this person and that person. You know, they suck there, they suck there. Come on, do better. Do better. Simple. Dana Brooke, hopefully she um, gets on her feet. Um, maybe she goes to an Impact Wrestling. Maybe she goes to a Ring of Honor. I just hope she gets on her feet. And maybe she doesn't want to be in the pro wrestling business anymore. Maybe she wants to do something else. Maybe half of these people want to do something else. God bless them. Just hope that they find up there and they uh, do what they got to do. So let's talk about Elias, somebody who had the potential, 
somebody who from an in-ring standpoint, again, I apologize, somebody from an in-ring standpoint was kind of there. Elias was just there from an in-ring standpoint. He wasn't terrible, but he was not the best either. His guitar gimmick was very good. Very good, but it did get to a point where even I was like, all right, I'm bored of this shit. I'm bored of this shit. You're going to come out. You're going to say walk with Elias. You're going to make fun of the uh, town that you're in, the sports team, pop culture-wise in that community there. You're going to make fun of it. It is what it is. Someone's going to come down, interrupt you, make fun of you, um, give a compliment to the city, the town that they're in, and then you guys are going to have a match. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. See, I'm very smart. I'm very educated. I'm very knowledgeable. Just like a lot of you guys that are listening to me right now are the same way. We all caught on it. We all caught on it. And um, it didn't last. It didn't last. Um, this Ezekiel thing, listen, a lot of people liked it. I got a lot of homies at work that are wrestling fans and, you know, we talk and stuff like that. And we were talking about the Ezekiel stuff. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't for me at all. It really wasn't. But that does not mean that it was a terrible gimmick or anything because it wasn't. It got a lot of people to laugh. I mean... Ezekiel, like, Elias is a cousin. Come on, man, that's Elias. He just shaved his stuff. He shaved his beard and stuff. Come on. Not fooling me. This is pro wrestling. Entertainment characters. Come on now. But I think Elias will be just fine. He'll find footing. Um, If it's in the pro wrestling business, maybe a run in TNA Impact Wrestling, maybe a run in Ring of Honor will be good for him. Should be good. Aaliyah, somebody, again, who didn't get a lot of opportunities, but also someone who just really didn't get the pro wrestling aspect down pat. She got the character, but she just did not get the pro wrestling down. Um, Again, same thing with Dana Brooke. People were making fun of her. Woo-woo-woo. You know, she's a pretty girl. You know, Dana, pretty girl, they'll uh, they'll find footing. I think they'll find footing. Um, again, a lot of these people, if they don't want to be in the wrestling industry, they really need to observe and just think about what's next. Um, hopefully, all these people land in a pro wrestling company. I want all these people to land in a pro wrestling company because they love wrestling. That's why they're fucking here. You know what I mean? But I've heard stories uh, where WWE would just ruin your light you would have a bright light and then they would completely just dim the light to a point where you don't even want to be in the business anymore and i'm for real so um we'll see what happens there shanky um i forgot his his other partner uh, but i know he was with jinder mahal um i guess they chose the other dude over shanky um Again, people, I'm just going to go out and say it. People are wondering where Jinder Mahal is. He needs to get released. Woo, woo, woo. Um, <laughs> y'all got to calm the fuck down with that shit. Um, I didn't get a lot of Shanky. I didn't see it. Uh, you know, just because I didn't see it doesn't mean he didn't have a lot of potential. It's just that WWE is really impatient with some particular people. 
They are patient with some, but they're only patient with the ones that they choose. If they didn't choose you, but they want to push you, they become impatient. I know how the game works. So um, he'll find footing. Riddick Moss. Paul Heyman loved this dude. Paul Heyman really liked this guy. Um, Riddick Moss was supposed to be something special. He was supposed to be the blue chip prospect. You know, the next big thing potentially. And it just didn't work out. It didn't pan out. I know he was injured a lot as well too. So that did play a part of it. But at the same time, most of these people, fucking creative. It's the creative. Some of y'all just have awful creative ideas. Common knowledge. And it's okay. I don't have the best creative. But at least I'm consistently trying to come up with something. You know what I mean? That's what you're supposed to do creatively. Yeah, your idea might not work here and there. But at the same time, you got to just keep coming up with ideas. Keep bringing them out. You know what I mean? That's your job. So, um, Riddermoss really had the potential, and it's a damn shame that he wasn't really gifted that. Uh, same thing with Emma. What the fuck? This one more than anybody. And I uh, we're going to get to the name that's, like, shocking people. But Emma, to me, is... This sucks, because I love Emma. To know Dashwood. Good-looking woman. She's a good wrestler, man. Just... I don't know. Didn't have the character, but she didn't get the opportunity. That's what it is. Opportunity. Just like a lot of these people. Didn't get a lot of opportunity. Um, Emma was more off of TV than on TV. That's a fact. That's the truth. She was more off of TV than on TV. I don't know why. I don't know why. You have a lot of women that you're not using Emma should have been a high priority. And if you brought in a mid-card championship for the women's division, Emma would have been a perfect candidate to win that gold. Most of the women in WWE, you're not even using, you're not using correctly or you're just not using them. So that's the idea that I brought up for the new people out there that is just finding the podcast I pitched a mid-card championship for the women's division, and Emma would have been a perfect candidate to win that title, but now she got released, and it was fucked up because she tweeted out that WWE announced that uh, they will be traveling to Australia um, next year for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, and hours later, she got released. That's very sad. Mansoir, he was picking up his children from school, and he got the call that he got released. That's very sad. That's very sad. Mansoir, Mansoir. I'm talking about Mansoir here. Um, he took his kids, picked up his kids from school, to got that call to get released. That's so sad. That's not cool, man. You know, it just sounds very similar to horror stories of like, the one I know familiar one is CM Punk on his wedding day. He got fired on his wedding day. It's crazy. That's just terrible, man. Feel bad for all these people, but like I said, hopefully all of them land on their feet. Uh, Mace, Mansoor, again, they didn't do much. They didn't do much. Um, the Maximum Male Models thing, fucking trash. Trash. Events, ideas, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible ideas. Like, come on, bro. Like, 
Come up with something more substantial for these men. And if you don't have anything for them, think of something. Think of something. But they did. That was a gimmick of Vince. Um, it didn't work. Fans didn't give a fuck. That's the bottom line. So, And then we got Shelton Benjamin. Occasional jobs on TV. He was jobbing to a lot of people. He's an old breed cat. But he still look young. He still look good. Hopefully he lands on his feet. Um, in an impact or ring of honor or AEW, even if possible, we'll see. Um, but he'll be just fine. He'll be just fine. Um, Quincy Elliott. Now there's actually news on Quincy Elliott, by the way, and it's not good. Um, let me get it right now. I seen it this morning. Um, as I'm actually recording the podcast. This news is coming from Cultaholic. Uh, Quincy Elliott, quote, caused a lot kind of issues within WWE. So he caused a lot of problems in WWE. Sean Rossap reported during a Fightful Select live stream, quote, Quincy Elliott was trouble. Quincy Elliott caused all kinds of issues for the staff in WWE. It was somebody that was always going to be uh, next up on the chopping block. No other way to put it. Quincy Elliott was going to get cut, quote-unquote. Elliott was released by WWE yesterday as part of major cuts on the main roster 2.0. Over 20 talents have been let go. Okay, we already know that. Okay. So he was causing problems. All right, well, you're causing problems. Get out. Simple. You're causing problems, bro. Go. I don't want no people causing problems in my locker room. If you cause problems, there's the door. See you later. But I feel bad for him because he lost his job. But at the same time, he's the one to blame for losing his job. I'm going to be honest. I think he was already going to get released anyways because he wasn't any that good. He wasn't. And that's the tricky part about it. That's the second part about it. I'm trying to be respectful. But I'm also going to be honest with you guys. I seen him on NXT the first couple weeks of NXT 2.0. Not it. He's not it. That gimmick, not getting over. Trust me. And here's some performance center uh, level up people. Um, Bronson, my, I don't know any of these people. So it just, they'll get on their feet, man. They'll get on their feet. That's really all I can say about it. Uh, Bryson Mahler, Kevin um, Vitter Cruz, Daniel McLean, and then Alex Gray. They'll get on their feet, man. They'll get on their feet. They'll be just fine. It's a sticky situation, man. It's a sticky situation. Um, now, uh, since that portion of the podcast is over, or the news-wise, that sort of news is over, um, I got a lot more news. It's going to be a long podcast, so please tap in right now to the Wrestling Takeover. Spread the word of the Wrestling Takeover wherever you get your podcast, Be sure to follow me on social media, on Twitter, at JT Takeover, Instagram, at The Wrestling Takeover, and most importantly, on TikTok, at The Wrestling Takeover. I appreciate the support on TikTok. I love y'all, man. Thank you so much. Let's get into the nitty-gritty, man. The nitty-gritty. Hopefully, there's no more releases, okay? Please. I don't want no one else to lose your jobs. Um... Let's get into it. So this report is coming from Fightful. 
Here we go, man. This is a good topic of discussion right here. WWE SmackDown returning to USA Network in October of 2024 as part of a five-year deal. WWE SmackDown is headed back to the USA Network. WWE and TKO announced that WWE SmackDown will return to the USA Network beginning in October of 2024 as part of a five-year deal between WWE and NBC Universal. WWE will also air four primetime specials per year on NBC Universal. Let me repeat that last part. WWE will also air four primetime specials per year on NBC. Okay, number one, I'm excited about the uh, four primetime specials. What are you talking about? Is it themed shows per year? Is it documentaries? I don't know why it would be a documentary. WWE already has their documentary department on Peacock. But I, I don't know what this is. So I'm excited for it. I, I'm not really going to speculate on it because I don't know what it could be. But if I had to guess, I would say theme shows. Four theme shows. And it says specials. Maybe it is a documentary. Maybe it's uh, a theme show. I'm not sure. But that is exciting news. That is exciting news. Um, now, um, I have a tweet that I want to read. It came after that announcement came out um, because a lot of people were genuinely pissed. Um, WrestleMania, very popular YouTube channel. Um, I follow them a lot. Um, I followed uh, him and maybe two other people, three other people in the wrestling community on YouTube that I really consider, you know, good people. Um, they went on Twitter um, and they said, WWE is crazy. $1.4 billion deal and they start cutting wrestlers, shaking my head. And then I went on Twitter and I said, quote, as they'll say, it's just business and I get it, but they're messing with people's lives. It's all about the bottom dollar at the end. Here's the thing, $1.4 billion deal, and they're starting to release wrestlers. I get it, but it's ruthless. Because it is ruthless. It's fucked up. That's not cool. It's not cool at all. Um, so that's going to be uh, interesting. That's going to be interesting. Um, off topic here, before I continue with the article, WWE announced... WWE announced that Elimination Chamber will be on Saturday, February 24th, 2024, the Elimination Chamber, um, that it will air in prime time in Australia. I'm in the U.S. This is going to be crazy as fuck. <laughs> but I'm going to try to do it because I'm a WWE mark. I'm a fanboy. I love WWE. But this is crazy. Nigga, this is crazy. About 6 a.m. Eastern and about 3 a.m. Pacific in the United States on Saturday morning. Okay, number one. Number one. Holy shit. Let me read that again. And I'm only talking about the Pacific people. So you and I are going to have to wake up 
to watch this show and get ready around two something. Yo, that's crazy. Nigga, fuck. <laughs> you know the crazy thing is, though? I've woken up around that time on multiple occasions to watch New Japan, but nigga, oh my God. See, this is kind of why people go to these, you know, WWE goes to these shows and it's kind of like, uh, like, fuck, nigga, we got to wake up early as fuck. We got to wake up early as hell to watch this shit. I'm going to do it. But fuck, man. That shit, that shit crazy. But I just wanted to comment on that. Give you guys that news that Elimination Chamber is coming back. And it will be on February 24th. And it's going to be at 3 a.m. So get your coffee ready. I don't drink coffee, but I got to figure out something. So, um, back to the news article here, okay? It was noted on the show that it will remain on Friday nights. So, it will remain on Friday nights. So, that's interesting. WWE SmackDown currently airs on Fox, which has been the home of the brand since 2019. Wow, has three years went by fast as fuck. Or four years, I'm sorry. Three or four years, whatever. That's fast as fuck. This is from WWE and their website. SmackDown returns to the USA Network as part of a five-year agreement between WWE and NBC Universal. WWE to make NBC primetime doubt with launch of four network specials. Uh, this press release features multimedia view, full release down below. SmackDown will come exclusively to NBCU of television's longest-running programming regularly rating as the number one show in the 18 to 49 advertising demographic on Friday nights and featuring many WWE superstars, including John Cena, Roman Reigns, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Rey Mysterio. NBC Universal has been a tremendous partner of WWE for decades, said President Nick Khan. We are excited to extend a long-lasting relationship by bringing SmackDown to USA Network on Friday nights and look forward to debuting multiple WWE special events annually on NBC. What the fuck are you talking about annually? What specials? I need details. I need details, dog. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this, man. I uh, Let's finish up here, though. It's a privilege and thrill to continue NBC Universal decade-long partnership with WWE, which has held sentiment um, USA Network's consistent position as part of rated cable entertainment network and live viewership, says Francis Berwick, chairman, NBC Universal Entertainment. All right. I'm not reading the rest of it. So what does this mean? For the people out there, I want you all to understand that this is a big, big deal. This is a big deal. Really is. Um, what does this mean for Monday Night Raw? What does this mean for NXT? Because I know the WWE is looking to get paid for NXT. And I mean fucking paid. So what are they going to do? What are they going to do? It's going to be real interesting. Really, really interesting to see what happens with NXT. And if they're going to be able to, you know, want to get paid for that. But at the same time, um, Monday Night Raw, listen, man, 
I know Amazon's looking for Monday Night Raw, looking for some content. Disney is looking for some content. Um, They're going to have to get the package deal. They're going to have to get NXT and Monday Night Raw. The question is, where is it going? Now, I don't have Amazon Prime. But I'm telling you now, if they go over there, I'm going to have to get it. I'm going to have to. And that show, you know what? (laughs) I'm happy about that shit. I'm happy about that shit. Here's why. I believe NBC Universal for me on Channel 4 is going to start at 5 p.m. Because I watch it um, Western time, which is 8 p.m. Right? Eastern time is 5 p.m. Right? Where they're at. So it's, our times have changed. Um, I fuck with this. If it's better for me to watch the shows at 5 instead of um, 8 p.m., I'll take it. I'll take it, man. I really would. Um, But is Amazon Prime going to grab Monday Night Raw and NXT? Um, Is Disney going to grab Monday Night Raw and NXT? If I were NBC Universal, I'd pay for the whole fuck. I'd have WWE, okay? Let me just say that. Just have WWE. You have the network. You have SmackDown now. Have Monday Night Raw and NXT. And put all that shit on um, and under one umbrella. Well, I mean, they did have it. I mean, they did have Monday Night Raw, but they didn't have the other two. Now they only have SmackDown and the network but they don't have the other two Monday Night Raw on NXT anymore. But I would have said, fuck it. Just put it on there. But I don't think NBC wants all of it um, because there's people that want WWE programming like Amazon Prime, like Disney. If Disney gets Monday Night Raw or NXT, I mean, I have NXT or I have... um, I do I do have NXT and Monday Night Raw because I watch it. But what I'm saying is I have Disney Plus. I watch it. Um, if Amazon Prime gets it, I'll have to get Amazon Prime. So it's going to be very interesting. I'm going to keep you guys up to date on this story because it's very interesting regarding who is going to get Monday Night Raw and NXT when it's all said and done. So... It's going to be interesting, a story to look out for. So I'll keep you guys tapped in. It is time for the Vince McMahon News Report. And I use that because we all want this motherfucker out of the WWE. I'm going to do that again because I know people are probably backstage in WWE clapping because they want this guy out of power. Let me do it one more time. (laughs) Gotta go, bro. You You gotta go. Get out. Gotta get the fuck out, man. So, this title reads from WrestlingNews.co. Vince McMahon may be forced to step down as WWE chairman due to federal government investigation. I already know people right out are going to be like, oh my God, uh, blah, 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 woo, woo, woo. He's not going to step down. We've been through this 
roller coaster one too many times. He's going to beat it with the money, blah, blah, blah. Put words in people's mouth, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you the fucking truth. Let me tell you the motherfucking truth about all this shit before I read this report. Here's the fucking facts. Because I documented everything. I seen everything. Vince McMahon, and I want every single person to listen to me. I don't need a news report to confirm this. I know this for a fact. Vince McMahon pushed his way into power. Because he had Ari Emanuel, someone that he's known for decades, to put him in power. That's his best friend. His best friend would not do him like that. That was his way of saying, all right, I'm back now. I'm back in power. My best friend's going to give me my power back. Right? Acting like Goku in this bitch and acting like Vegeta over here. Super Saiyan. That's what Vince McMahon is doing right now. He's acting like Thanos right now. He's got all the stones now. Now he's charging up even more so. Now he's more dangerous than ever before. I read a news report yesterday, too, that... TKO now was understanding that Vince might be a liability for the company and he needs to go. Really now? Really? <laughs> really? Now you know that he's a liability? Come on, man. Come on, man. This ain't nothing new. This ain't nothing new for the kid. I've been knowing this. A lot of my colleagues in the community have been knowing this. Come on, man. Liability. Yeah. Okay. Of course you're a liability. Get out. You're not needed. The company is doing just fine. Stagnant. Vince, listen, bro. Motherfucker. He said WWE is stagnant. Nah, bitch. It ain't stagnant. You're stagnant. You're ruining the company. WWE is doing record business. Business record. Y'all not understand that? They're doing great shit. And you over here saying they're stagnant. Nah, nigga. They ain't stagnant. You're stagnant. You're going to make them stagnant with the decisions that you make. You shouldn't be in power anymore. You're a ruthless motherfucker. Getting away with every motherfucking thing humanly possible. And let me tell you this right now before I just read this whole entire article. Everything that you do, and I'm telling this just to anybody, myself included, even though I've never done anything crazy, but every decision you make, every choice you make, everything you do in life, rather good or bad, but mainly bad, it will come back to haunt you. It will come back to haunt you. Right? Everything is going to come back to you. You think you're going to get this job promotion? Oh, you remember something you did 10, 15 years ago? All that stops you from getting this current job. I'm telling you. Make right choices. If you're in a curious position, your senses are going to tell you, I feel uncomfortable. Let's get out of here. This isn't for us. Make right choices. Because you do something bad now, 
10 years later, even a year later, that decision you made will come back to bite you in the ass and it's going to cost you a promotion. It's going to cost you a car. It's going to cost you this and that. I'm just saying, be smart with the decisions. Let's get into the news. The merger was completed despite federal government investigating into payments made by Vince McMahon in connection to the hush money scandal last summer that were not record in WWE's annual um, accounts. McMahon allegedly paid at least 14.6, I need that, 14.6 million uh, to several women, including former WWE employees, to keep them quiet about allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity and this all happened since 2006. I mean, listen, Vince is a dog, man. Vince is a dog. He hired all these women, and then he wanted to play with them like toys. It's crazy. It's the truth. It's sad. But I really hope Vince McMahon gets what he deserves, man. I really do. Another $5.0 was also paid to the Donald Trump Foundation for Trump's appearance on television in 07-09. A search warrant was served and executed by the feds after a federal grand jury signed off on the submit to McMahon on July 17th. So he was going to go to prison, although no charges have been filed against him just yet. And he's got to get his. He's got to get his. Jacob Freckle and the chair of Dixon White's government investigations and securities Enforcement Practices Group and a former senior counsel in the SEC Division of Enforcement told LA Times that McMahon could face criminal or civil liabilities that may force him out of his WWE role. Get this motherfucker out of power immediately. If he doesn't go to prison or nothing, at least this motherfucker is out of the WWE officially and he can never come back in. Get him out of the WWE. That is what's best for business. Then the WWE can go to heights that it's, man, never seen since the ruthless aggression and attitude era and golden era. I'm telling you right now. This was supposed to happen last year and it didn't because he came back, manipulated his way back to power. Quote, the pending on the potential findings following the accuracy in Vince McMahon could face federal or criminal or civil liabilities that could prevent him from serving as an officer or director of a publicly traded company known as WWE. Uh, Lentz Lenhord, a former WWE board member, resigned when Vince McMahon returned or forcefully returned to the company in January. He forced, this guy forced his way back. The company's stagnant. They need me. He is really taking the mafia boss, Roman Reigns character, and actually making it into a real thing. Narcissistic motherfucker. They need me. They can't do great without me. They need a McMahon. They need Vince McMahon. If they don't have me, the company's not going to go anywhere. Oh, trust me, motherfucker. The company's going to go places without you. Trust me. Trust me on that. This guy's got to get the fuck out, bro. Lauren added, quote, he said, okay, do whatever you guys need to do. I'm not going to stand in your way, of course, when the board said, well, you know, we think we need you to step down. He wasn't happy about it, but he did it anyway. 
Yeah, he wasn't happy, but he did it anyway. And guess how many record number fucking shit was going on for the WWE around that time? Record-breaking numbers for the WWE. Someone close to one of those outed um, directors said McMahon viewed its investigation as an act of disloyalty despite knowing the board was doing its job. Delusional Vince McMahon. Delusional. At the end of the day, this guy needs to go. I hope he goes away and he's out of power. He needs to go. Simple. Um, I got more news here. We're going to get to. Um, I'm going to continue on with the Vince McMahon conversation here. This one is coming from No DQ. Um, and it's titled, Several people were set to have, quote, eye-rolled over comments made by Vince McMahon at the WWE meetings. According to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, PW.com, WWE held an employee meeting as of three days ago at the WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. Johnson noted that Nick Khan, Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, Kevin Dunn, and Brad Bloom came out first, but only Khan spoke. Khan reportedly put over Vince McMahon and said that last week's layoffs were unfortunate, but thanked everyone for their hard work. And then they started release actual wrestlers. Bottom dollar, mate. Bottom dollar, people. I'm telling you. That's how it is, man. The bottom fucking dollar will do wonders, sadly. Vince was introduced by Khan at Praise Endeavor's Ari Emanuel. According to Johnson, Vince made a comment about how WWE had plateaued and the deal was with Endeavor needed to be done to get the get to the next level. What the fuck, nigga? <laughs> Again, plateaued, crazy. Stagnant, crazy. They're not stagnant. They're not plateaued. They're not jumping off a cliff. What are you talking about? Your company's making the most money possible. The most money all time. This is the this is the most people have been invested in WWE in decades. What are you talking about? This guy's delusional, man. He really is. Um, about the deal Endeavor needed to be done to get to the next level, Sean Ross App of FIFO.com stated the following about Vince McMahon's comments. Quote, FIFO Select has learned that several people in WWE who I wrote Vince McMahon's comments about WWE plateauing and needing to do the merger to take the company to the next level. This caused a lot of affirmation and beliefs that Vince McMahon wanted a deal so he could return. No shit. He manipulated his way back into power. Shout out to every single one of these people that are employed in WWE that are speaking up. Shout out to every single one of you guys. Straight up. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know the fucking vibes. This guy needs to go. He manipulated his way back to power. I could see that. I don't need a news report to understand that. All I can do is just document every single thing that happened, that transpired, leading up to Friday, September 22nd. I know he did this. This isn't new to me. This ain't new to me, baby. I know this shit. It's crazy. Emmanuel also poked to Johnson, wrote that the meeting was Great pushed as the next evolution, um, evolution, excuse me, of the company. Evolution of what? 
Yeah, the next evolution needs to be getting Vince out of power. That's what the evolution needs to be. Fuck you talking about. This guy needs to go. Simple point blank in the story. That's it. So those are it for the hottest stories. I got some other little news tidbits here that I want to read to you guys here. And um, again, I hope you guys are enjoying it. Hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Spread the word of the podcast. Follow me on social media, Twitter, at JT Takeover, Instagram, at The Wrestling Takeover, TikTok, at The Wrestling Takeover. Let's get it popping. Let's get it rolling. And again, hope you guys are enjoying it. Here's another report from uh, NoDQ, and it's titled, WWE sets a quote, have high priority creative plans for Jade Cargill following his departure from AEW. As previously noted, it was believed that Jade Cargill's AEW contract has expired, and it definitely had. On Monday, Cargill was removed from the WWE, or... AEW official website page. She'll be in WWE. Um, there were reports that Jade Cario was in Orlando, Florida, speaking of WWE, on Monday, but it wasn't confirmed if she was actually at the WWE Performance Center. Either way, it's believed that WWE has already been making creative plans for Cargo. And Dave Melter of F4W Online stated the following during the Wrestling Observer Radio. This is what he had to say. Hold on one second, guys. All right, here we go. She was in Orlando. I asked um, if she was at the Performance Center. People had not seen her. That doesn't mean she wasn't there. They're doing main roster creative plans for her right now, and it's high priority. They're not bringing her in and, like, you know, how you would bring in someone from NXT, people like Van Wagner or Abel Fire or kind of Chance that are brought up, and they have no idea what to do with them. And they just kind of disappear into the dust. It's almost like, why do we even bother calling these people up then? She's not uh, earned mark to be like that. She's earned mark for real stuff, quote unquote. Um, I've always had this opinion about, and then we're going to get to Jade Cargo. I've always had this opinion about NXT people. If you have no plans for them, don't bring them up. Don't bring them up. Don't. You have no plans for them. Put them in NXT still. Come up with plans for them in NXT. And until you find something substantial for these men and women on the main roster to eventually bring them up, then bring them up. If not, leave them down in NXT for right now. Simple. Point blank. Facts. Now, let's talk about Jade Cargill. Viewer discretion is advised audio-wise. From what I'm about to say. I'm not going to say nothing crazy. Okay. I'm not. But. I'm going to. Give you guys. Just. My unbiased opinion. I've been watching Jade Cargill in AEW for a long time now. Two years. This woman's a physical specimen. This woman is a physical specimen. If everything comes together for her, she can be a female version of Brock Lesnar. Let me repeat that one more time. If everything comes together, she can be the female Brock Lesnar. What do I mean by if everything comes together? This is where we get, in people's eyes, controversial. I'm not getting controversial. I'm just saying the truth. But I have the guts and I have a platform to speak my mind. For the OGs out there that know what I'm about to say, y'all know what I'm about to say. For the new people out there, I say what I say and I mean what I say. 
right? It's just how it is. I'm a fan of Jade Cargill. I am thrilled that she is potentially on her way to the WWE. I'm happy. I really am. I'm a big fan of Jade Cargill. But listen up. Jade Cargill is not that good. She's not that good. In the ring, she's not that good. She got good moves. Choke slam, big boot, power bomb, the jaded. That's it. Shoulder tackle, a good spine buster, a good spear. Okay. That's fine. Um, in ring psychology, not that good. Selling, not that good. Um, just wrestling pure ability, not that good. Oh, but you don't need to be a pure wrestling and a pure wrestler to be good. I mean, you don't, but I mean, you want to go to WWE, you're going to get outclassed by Tiffany Stratton. You're going to get outclassed by Cora Jade and um, Roxanne Perez, all these people. Don't go to the main roster. You're going to get super outclassed. You feel me? Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley. Eel Sky, Asuka, Bailey. Come on. Stop. Just stop, bruh. I am guilty. I'm guilty. Um, I'm going to repeat this for everybody. I went on Twitter. And I tweeted out when I heard this news of Jade potentially coming into the WWE. What a great way to debut somebody. If she enters the Royal Rumble and wins the whole thing, that'd be a shocker. They want her on the main roster. What a great way to debut somebody. Debut her and have her win. (laughs) A lot of people. That'd be a big topic of conversation in the wrestling community. If Jay Cargo did that, do I think that's going to happen? I would have her debut on the main roster. If she was going to the main roster, I'm not booking WWE. So I'm kind of looking through their lens and their eyes right now. They want her on the main roster. Okay. Have her debut on the Royal Rumble in the Women's Royal Rumble match. Don't have her debut at fucking Survivor Series. Don't have her fucking debut after Survivor Series. Fuck that. Jade Cargill can go to the PC, and practice, and practice, and practice, and practice. Learn from Shawn Michaels. Learn from Matt Bloom. Learn from Paul Levesque. Learn from every single person in that PC. And then when it's time, we get a tease there, get a tease there. We get to the Women's Royal Rumble. Boom. That's where she comes out. That's where she comes out, make a splash. She is the Iron Woman. Goes all the way but loses or she's the winner. That's how I would do it. Here's another way that I would do it. I'd rather prefer this one over that first one. NXT. She needs NXT. Bottom line, facts. Tell me when I'm telling lies. She needs NXT. Y'all notice. I would have, you know, Tiffany Stratton and Becky Lynch are going to go one-on-one next Saturday. Um, in an Extreme Rules match for the NXT Women's Championship. That's going to be a banger. That's going to be a banger. Um, I'm excited for it. 
Tiffany Stratton got a couple options. I got two options there. Let's go with the first one. Tiffany Stratton loses. Okay. She goes up to the main roster. Unless you have a plan for Tiffany Stratton. If you don't have a plan for Tiffany Stratton on the main roster, keep her ass down in NXT. Have her take a depression storyline where she needs to go. She doesn't know where to go now because she just lost her rematch against Becky Lynch. So she's sad. She's upset. And she feuds with somebody, maybe a returning Nikita Lyons or somebody, right? And we get Tiffany Stratton on TV like that for NXT. Or Tiffany Stratton defeats Becky Lynch and Becky Lynch then feuds with someone else on NXT, a new up-and-comer. Becky Lynch feuds with that person. And after the match, you know, Tiffany Stratton celebrating. She's the new champ. She got her title back. Jade Cargill makes her debut on NXT. Crowd goes crazy. She points to the title. She just walks off, looks at Tiffany Stratton, and that's it. Crowd go crazy, social media going crazy. That's a great way to debut. Now, people are going to immediately jump to conclusions. Oh, my God. Jade Cargill is going to get a title shot. Woo, woo, woo. Cool. Ah, nigga, no. No. Jade Cargill is pointing out the title like, yeah, I want it, but it'll be my time. And I want you to hold the title because I want to take it off of you, Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton just faces people left and right. She beats them. Jade Cargill goes on a dominant run, you know, um, here and there, here and there. Um, She takes a loss, a shocking loss, but she comes back, goes on another dominant run, and then we get Tiffany Stratton and Jade Cargill. WrestleMania weekend. And uh, Jade Cargill wins the NXT Women's Championship. And Tiffany Stratton debuts on the main roster after a WrestleMania. But if they do Tiffany Stratton and Jade Cargill before then, Tiffany Stratton goes on to the main roster. I would love to see a program because Tiffany Stratton says she's going to go after to every single former NXT Women's Champion. I would love to see a feed with her and Charlotte Flair. Um, that's I went a little too far with that, but that's something still regarding Jade Cargill. That is my plans for Jade Cargill if I was in charge, but we'll see what happens. I'm a fan of Jade Cargill. I want the best for her, but I think the best move, course of action, is not the main roster. It's for her to go on NXT. Simple. She's going to disagree. That's fine. Many fans are going to disagree because they want that first match. They want that Bianca Belair. They want that Charlotte Flair. They want that Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch can happen on NXT. They want that Bailey. They want that Eel Sky, Asuka. This and that. Listen, Nia Jax, Rhea Ripley. Those women would eat Jay Cargo alive in between those ropes. Come on, man. Come on. So let's be real. Let's keep it 100. Y'all know the truth. Jay Cargo on NXT is the best course of action. That's it. And that's how it should be, man. That's really how it should be. Um, so let's go to Randy Orton. Reportedly, he was at the Performance Center seeing Randy Orton. I did see a video. He was at the Performance Center. Um, I'm happy that he's he's coming back. He's in plans. Um Thank God he's going to be back before the Royal Rumble. Thank God 
that he's going to be back before WrestleMania. Um, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not going to fantasy book or nothing. I'm just happy he's back. Um, but there is one opponent I will say that I would love for Randy Orton to face. Maybe at WrestleMania, maybe undercard at the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes. I would love to see Cody Rhodes versus Randy Orton somewhere down the line before this year ends, before next year. I'd save, I'd save Randy Orton. There's two places I would return him at. Either at Survivor Series and War Games, where he sides with the baby faces, or he returns at the Royal Rumble, or close to the Royal Rumble, and we get Orton and Cody at the Royal Rumble in a singles match undercard. I think that'd be great. I think that'd be great. Or we get an interaction between the two at the Royal Rumble, and we set that up for WrestleMania. That'd be great. That'd be great. So it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. I love Randy Orton to death. He's one of the GOATs, in my opinion. And um, it's just going to be great to see him again because we've all missed him. He's been gone for a year and a half. Uh, Maybe two years now if he's not coming back for the remainder of the year, but I'm happy to see him. It's really cool that I've seen that video. Um, And ladies and gentlemen, you know, uh, Eric Bischoff, um, we're going to keep it rolling here. Eric Bischoff talked about some NXT people. Eric Bischoff on Fightful, he said, I dig Tiffany Stratton, Braun Breaker's great talent, and he has so much potential. Eric Bischoff says he's excited for Braun Breaker and Tiffany Stratton's future in WWE. Stratton and Breaker are considered uh, to be two of WWE's brightest stars in NXT. Many fans are urgently awaiting the arrival of both stars for either Raw or SmackDown, where they are expected to succeed at a high level. Both Stratton and Breaker have already had a taste of the main roster as Stratton faced off against Raw Women's Top Female star Becky Lynch, while Breaker has wrestled the likes of Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler. On a recent episode of the 83-week podcast, Eric Bischoff hosted an Ask Me Question session. Uh, I would love to do that, where he asked to share his thoughts on Stratton and Breaker. This guy put Baker. Oh my goodness. He said, quote, I dig her. The future is bright for her in WWE in general. Look at Braun Breaker in NXT. I mean, this guy could be in the upper tier third of the roster or better than any um, better than any time somebody decides they want to be and pick up the phone and call him up. He's such a great talent and has so much potential. It's almost like they're building demand for him. They want the audience to want him on the main roster, and that's a great position. So I'm excited for Breaker and Tiffany, the whole roster in NXT, because it proves that to them that they're actually good and they actually have a spot. This can happen. This is real for them. I wish I could just be a fly on the wall and just kind of experience some of the energy and that excitement. Um, surprised they didn't mention Carmelo Hayes. Surprised they didn't mention Carmelo Hayes, but um, is what it is. Um, Braun Breaker, Tiffany Stratton, Carmelo Hayes, Cora Jade, Roxanne Press. Those people are going to do wonders on the main roster. Going to do wonders. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have for you guys today on this Friday. This was a long-ass podcast. I told you I was going to be a long-ass podcast, but I promise you I wanted to get something up before I start my work week. I'm about to hit the gym in a little bit. So I appreciate the support. Thank you guys once again for tapping into the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. Um, and again, new episodes always dropping. So stay tapped, stay tuned. Um, follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Y'all know the deal. Y'all know the fucking vibes. Y'all know what it is. 
So I appreciate the love, guys. Thank you so much. And I'll see you all next time right here on The Wrestling Takeover. 